Hello and welcome to another episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast for this Tuesday. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Um, we're back after a day off uh, throughout the weekend. And, of course, yesterday I had some schoolwork to attend to, unfortunately, so I could not do it yesterday. But we are back today. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And the Penguins are back in action tonight. They will play the New York Islanders for the second time this season tonight. Actually, it is a home-and-home home this week. They play them on then on Thursday in Brooklyn. It is not, I believe, at the Coliseum. And yeah, I just checked. Yeah, but it is at Barclays on Thursday before uh, the game on Friday against the Devils. And I will be at that game. Um, I won tickets from Sheets. Shout out to Sheets. Uh, they're a great uh, food place. Better than Wawa, of course. Um, I won tickets to that game. So I will be in Pittsburgh uh, throughout that game. If any of you guys are going to be in Pittsburgh, just want to say before we get into the episode, if any of you guys are going to be in Pittsburgh at the game that Friday night against the Devils, be sure to holler at me. We can meet up, whatever, just talk about the Penguins, what there and whatnot. Um, I'll be taking my grandfather to the game. Uh, he was really excited when I asked him to go to the game uh, last week and when I won the tickets. The tickets will be here tomorrow. So uh, I'm really excited to go to the uh, this Penguins game. It'll be my first one at PPG. In about two years, I saw them have a 3-0 comeback against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, when I'm at Penguins games, it looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, I am 2-2. Two and two. Um, I lost, I've lost one against the Capitals. Uh, they, they got shot, uh, then they lost, yeah, actually no, I've lost two against the Capitals. One in Pittsburgh, one in D.C. What, saw them beat the Capitals in D.C. And then of course I saw them beat the Sabres. Um, in Pittsburgh. So I'm 2-2. Two two. I've won a couple in a row. So we'll look to keep that going. Hopefully I'll bring the Penguins good luck when they play the Devils. And um, speaking of that, um, the Penguins, after we concluded our episode on Friday, they did um, lose against the Devils, though I don't really think they deserve to lose the game. I think that was more just Mackenzie Blackwood stealing the game for the Devils. Uh, he's going to be their starting goaltender, it looks like, throughout the rest of the season because Corey Schneider was put on waivers and was demoted to the AHL after just really struggling this year. And um, th- th- just the two goals that Matt Murray gave up were just not good goals. Um, the first one was just kind of a a weird, just like a weird bounce. And then the second one, um, he's got to make that. He's got to make that save a lot better than he did. That puck can't be sitting there in the crease just to be tapped in. Um, especially with less than five seconds left in the period, you get out of that situation. It's one nothing going into the third. Um, you know, for, for God's sakes, Jack Johnson scored a goal. I mean, it's not often that Jack Johnson scores at all. That was his first of the season. So, I mean, they were able to get one. They, they, they kept pushing for the final um, half of the period. But Blackwood just would not let anything in. And the Penguins ended up losing the game. But then, of course, we get to the Toronto game. And what a game uh, by the Penguins. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get to the another injury in a second uh, later in the show. But um, that was that was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping uh, by the Penguins over the Maple Leafs. And boy, are the Maple Leafs in trouble, folks. Uh, they... they could not have looked any worse. Um, I know. I, I think I'm sure you probably all have seen the meme of the uh, the guy and the girl taking a selfie. That it was like a leaf. Uh, like, it was like a couple that was around my age, like 22, 20, maybe around like that. She was taking a selfie, smiling. He smiled, and then right when it cut, he like went being pissed off again. Um, really funny. Um, Steve Dangle's uh, Leafs recap videos. Uh, I always I always look forward to when they lose so bad, especially against the Penguins, and it did not disappoint. If you guys want to go check that out, just look up Steve Dangle on YouTube and just go find the game where it's it just says six to one. But um, the Penguins came out firing. Um, this uh, poor goaltender for the Maple Leafs made his first career NHL start, and he got lit up for six goals. <laughs> it was 
he did not look good at all. And um, I guess to start, um, Dominic Cahoon, you know, he scored two goals in this game, goal number four, goal number five on the season. And he's really feeling it now. Um, this is a player that, you know, I know you healthy scratched him early on when he was, you know, still trying to get, find his way into the lineup and find his way onto the team and just fitting and all that. He's definitely done all that. He's checked all those boxes. He's playing very, very well. Um, you're gonna keep, you're gonna keep him in the lineup for the rest of the season. Um, he does, will never deserve to be scratched again. Um, and and everyone knows like he struggled uh, at the start of the uh, season, but you know he's really come on. He had two really really nice goals for the Penguins uh, that game. And you know he this is this is the player that they thought they were getting from Chicago when he had that really good rookie season um, with them last season, and he, he's definitely showing that now. Um, Brian Rust, uh, what what really what more needs to be said about um, Brian Rust? Um, that is now for him six goals and ten points in nine games. Um, he has one point in seven of his nine uh, games. I mean, he's he's out, he's been outstanding. Uh, you know, he's been playing with Malkin and Gensel the last couple of games. They combined for seventeen shots in New Jersey, eleven against the Maple Leafs. Um, he's been he's been getting power play time on the second power play unit. Um, he's one of their best penalty killers, and of course, the goal came shorthanded. Just um, a great play by uh, Teddy Bluger to, to strip that puck and go up a two-on-one, and just a gorgeous pass uh, past the defenseman to Brian Russ. He basically just had a tap in. I mean, that's all it was, but still, um, Rust. He's just been he's been really really good. He's been very vital, and you know with the Penguins injuries, um, you know still there. Uh, you know he's this is this has been the best start to a season that he's had probably honestly through his NHL career. Uh, you know, at some point, I, uh, we all know he's going to regress. But for right now, this is what you're going to take from him. If he can keep playing at, at least close to this level, he's going to really help the Penguins through this um, injury bug. Um, also, uh, before we get to Evgeny Malkin, who had, I thought, his best game of the season, um, let's get to Jared McCann. Um, seven goals now in 18 games. It, does, it doesn't matter where Mike Sullivan, I think, puts McCann, puts him on wing, puts him at center. He's a natural center, but... I mean, he's just been playing outstanding. He was a second-line center against Toronto. Um, I think he's going to stay there because Bukestad is now out longer term. He left the Toronto game. I'm not really sure what the injury was. I just know his lower body. Um, uh, it, apparently, according to Josh Yowie, there was no cast uh, when he left the game, but still out longer term. That's not good. Apparently, uh, Josh Yowie at The Athletic wrote in his recap that um, – he had a noticeable limp, so um, there could be. I'm not going to play doctor here. It could be a knee injury, but you know who, who knows. But um, he, he's McCann. He's just been so good since coming over from Florida. Um, I think this is going to make Bukestad a bit expendable when he comes back. If the Penguins want to go out and make a trade for a defenseman or four, I could see them trading Nick Bukestad, even though. Um, <clears throat> I'm like I'm I'm indifferent on it now. I'm kind of starting to change. Excuse me, my opinion on it a little bit. I was more so I don't want them to be, him to be traded, but now well, I think with McCann really, really playing well to start the season um, and just throughout the whole season uh, the court, through the quarter mark, um, I think this does make Bukestad a little bit expendable. You know, the goal that he scored um, in the second period um, against <clears throat> um, the rookie goaltender, just a hell of a shot short side, um, no chance really for him. Um, you know, and I think I do think that they acquired him to be that long-term center. I mean, I know he's good on the wing, but I think there is potential. I mean, if Bukestad is not dealt after the, um, during the season for, for trade help, I could see him um, being dealt after the season and uh, after they extend McCann because he is going to get extended and he is going to get 
a pretty nice contract, I, I would say, um, about that. But, um, yeah. Also, guys, don't remember, uh, don't, don't remember. Don't forget, guys, treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right, right now, guys, you guys can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the promo code locked on. If you're listening on the go, if you can't vi visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. All right, so uh, another thing about this game, uh, this was Evgeny Malkin's uh, best game of the season uh, by far. He was skating with authority. Um, I could hear uh, no, many not very noticeable at times when I was watching the game on NHL Network since they had the Hockey uh, Night in Canada broadcast on there. Uh, Malkin calling for the pocket, and he was loud uh, when he was doing it, too. And, you know, that Malkin that showed up, you know, they're going to need him to keep playing like that uh, it, until Sidney Crosby comes back, which will obviously be in six weeks, and without Nick Bukestad now, who is... Uh, so that's they're down two centers for probably about a month, month and a half. Um, he was just... He was awesome. He was... Vo apparently, he was vocal on the bench, vocal on the ice. The goal that he scored, just a really nice shot that beat the rookie goaltender... Um, you know, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world and, you know, you need to have that confidence if you're going to carry the team and while the, the, arguably the best player in hockey is out and, you know, he, he was struggling a little bit, um, just the last couple of games, but man, this game, all, he was just spectacular. Now it's nine points in nine games. He's, I think he's really comfortable now. Um, and hopefully, you know, he keeps that up going forward you know, against the Islanders tonight. They're really stingy defensively, though the Penguins had a lot of really nice success against them. Um, in the last game where they came back from three goals down and beat them in a <clears throat> in overtime, I almost said shootout, but oops. But um, yeah, that this was a really good step in the direction for Evgeny Malkin. Um, also, Tristan Jari, uh, really, really another strong game from him. Only allowed one goal. Um, the game was five nothing at that point. So if you give up a goal, I mean, who really cares? But at this point in the season. Uh, I know he's only played in five games this year. Um, I know Matt Murray has had most of the starts and deservedly so, but still, 32 saves on 33 shots allowed. Um, the Penguins gave up, the, uh, yeah, of course, they gave up 33 shots. I don't know why I'm stumbling over myself. But um, overall, his save percentage this season in five starts. I know, guys, it's a very short sample. He's a backup. He's not playing a lot, but still, 938 save percentage, 1.98 goals against average. He, um, he was also 931 in his first start over the Winnipeg Jets. Then against Vegas, only allowed had 21 saves on 22 shots for a 955 save percentage. Against Tampa, 45 saves on 48 shots for a 938 save percentage. Um, came in relief actually, so he's actually really only had four starts. He came in relief in the Boston game. I totally forgot that's when Matt Murray got pulled. Gave up uh, two goals on 14 shots, though a couple of the goals were bad. 857 save percentage, but still, guys, <clears throat> that's um, four of his five outings this year. He's been 930 or better. Um, I think at this point, you can definitely make the case that he deserves a few more starts. And not because Matt Murray has been bad. I mean, Matt Murray has had a very, very good, strong start to the season through the quarter mark of, of the season. And he's obviously going to get the start tonight. And he'll probably get the start against the Islanders before Jari gets the start against the Devils this Friday. But when your backup goaltender is playing that well, and he's had a 930 save percentage in four of his first five outings this season... Um, you know, he just, he looks like a different goalie and, and that's really good news for the Penguins. You know, he beat out Casey DeSmith for a reason and DeSmith, um, he had his up and downs, but he, he was still, I think more up than down, uh, last season, but it's been a really nice development for the Penguins and <clears throat> excuse me, according to Chris Johnson of, um, on headlines, 
He said the Penguins do have one of their backup goalies available for trade. Uh, I could definitely see Toronto looking into that, especially after, you know, you know, they do have a lot of backup goalie problems. And I think Casey DeSmith to there would make a lot of sense. I think the Penguins have a couple of other options down in Wilkes-Barre, but um, we'll see what Jim Rutherford wants to do. He could just play his card. If he just plays his cards right, he could just keep both. Um, considering uh, you can never have enough goalie insurance uh, in case one of your starters goes down, uh, if Matt Murray goes down. But hopefully he doesn't. But, um, yeah, but Mick, Toronto could definitely be a team, I think, that goes after one of them. and uh, It makes a lot of sense because you're not going to get Freddie Anderson. You can't give him 68 to 70 starts, 69, nice, 70 starts, whatever, because you're just going to b- just drive him into the ground. And that, that's not what you want to do uh, throughout the course of the season. But, yeah, Tristan Jari, who was square to each shot, um, just playing big in his net. He's not uh, the biggest goalie, obviously. I know he's 6'2", but he only weighs 194 pounds. But, you know, he's he's been outstanding in, in, these, four, in these four starts so far. And the other outing, of course, coming in relief, you're ice cold. Um, and I think he should be good coming in against the Devils. Um, hopefully he can help the Penguins uh, cure their Devils' woes, you know, especially when I'm there at the game. But um, before we get to the next segment, I do want to talk about um, man, just how bad is Toronto right now, man? I mean, that was that was hard to watch them just completely be lost on the ice. That's now what five losses in a row. You know, the media is all is now really, really getting into that fire Mike Babcock uh, phase, and the fans are over it. Um, and you know, I, I touched on this on Twitter during the game. I, I don't think you can find a more overrated coach in the NHL than Mike Babcock. Um, you know, for a while, you know, media and fans have said. obviously it's not been like that the last couple years, but before that, oh yeah, man, he's the best coach in hockey. He's won Olympic gold. He's won the Stanley Cup, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, let's see here. 2007, 2008, he won with the best team of the salary cap era. There were no weaknesses on that team. Um, Olympic gold, yeah, he made Team Canada basically dull. I mean, I don't even know how that's even possible. And ever since... You know, those late Detroit years, what, 2012, he's just done nothing. And, you know, this is what, like, year, um, like, this is what, you know, year five with Babcock, and this will be the four, um, he's had been in the playoffs three years with Toronto, you know, lost in the first round each of the three years. I know the Capitals team were a really good team, but still, twice you've played Boston, and twice you cannot get over the hump. And, you know, I don't think it's not going to happen this year. The Atlantic has gotten much, much better. But, you know, Toronto's going to have to wake up. I, I know I've, we're already seeing rumors about potentially Tyson Berry being wanting out um, of Toronto, especially only after a few months of acquiring him from the Avalanche. Um, Jim Rutherford, you should inquire on Tyson Berry to help your defensive corps because Justin Schultz is going to walk after this season. But, I mean, yeah, just like Matthews was doing nothing on the ice, Tavares was doing nothing on the ice. He looked pissed off on the bench uh, a bunch of times when when the camera just cut to him. But, I mean, they're going to have to come up with a fix, and a fix very, very soon because uh, this season is spiraling a little out of control, I'd say. I mean, it's still early, but you're not in a playoff spot right now. You've really, really struggled. Um, it is fun to see all the Maple Leafs fans get mad online. I wish I could do a segment on this podcast where I could just read Facebook comments of the Maple Leafs. Um, maybe after the Penguins play them again, I may consider doing that because I think that would be really, really funny. Um, I always love seeing uh, Leafs fans uh, just, you know, discombobulated and fire everyone, fire everyone, tra- trade everyone. Um, but, you know, there's always a, 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 a section of a fan base that has that. But still, I was just... I was in awe, especially with the Penguins, you know, without Chris Letang, without Patrick Hornquist, 
without Sidney Crosby and then without Nick Bukestad, and they just took it to a Toronto team that has a bunch of superstars. And um, like I said, I know Freddie Anderson wasn't in net, but I mean, come on, man. Like that that's a pretty piss poor effort uh, from the Maple Leafs. And you know, you know, it doesn't get any easier with this road trip they have coming up, but you know, just a great win all around for the Penguins. Gets them back in the win column. It gets them to 11 7 and 2, and they are still uh, at this point in time, they are in the first wild card spot for the Metropolitan Division. So for the Penguins tonight, like I said, they have a home and home. They start this home and home against the New York Islanders. So three of their first four games against the Islanders come within like a week and a half, two weeks of each other. I think they play the Islanders one more time after that. I'd have to double check when they play. I think it's the second half of the season. But the Penguins last time, they they, they played the Islanders really, really tough. They were down 3 nothing going into the third period. And what a comeback they uh, put up. Three goals in that period. Uh, the overtime goal, 4-3 over Varlamov in Brooklyn. Um, that was one of the games, that was probably the game of the season so far for the Penguins, the comeback that they had, the way they took it to the Islanders, who are one, one of the best, stingiest, the best stingiest defensive team <clears throat> in the league. And I want to see, I just run out of words to describe uh, the New York Islanders for this season. What they've done with their record, they're 14 and 3 and 1. They started out a little slow, then they won. What was it like? Oh, that's the Penguins. Yeah, they, they broke their long winning streak. They're second in the Metropolitan Division with 29 points, 18 games played, uh, five games behind the Capitals, who are 16 and 3 and 4. The Capitals have been the utter buzzsaw this season. But like I said, I've, I've given up on trying to describe the Islanders to everyone, including you folks. Um, you know, we're just going to ride with this until they come back down to earth because a team with like that on paper should not be this good. Um, they have, like I said, Barzell, he's awesome. Lee, he's awesome. Eberle's pretty good. Um, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey. And, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's just like, like I just, I, I don't understand. I know Pellick, Pollock, uh, Devin Taves, um, Johnny Boychuk, Nick Letty. I know Letty was out for the last game, though. And, and check out this stat, guys. They've won three in a row. They've also gone 13-0-1 and and in their last 14 games. Of course, the overtime loss, their only loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've outscored their opponents 47-30 to in that span. I just, I, I, I do not understand the, this New York Islanders team. I don't. I just, I'm, I'm so lost with it. Um, Derek Broussard makes his return tonight to the uh, PPG Paints Arena for the first time. Sends out Pittsburgh traded him to Florida. Um, be interesting to see when he gets the puck if the PPG crowd will greet him with a nice boo. There's not going to be any tribute video tonight, or at least there better not be, considering he actually did not do anything. Um, it looks like, I do believe, uh, I think Semyon Varlamov is getting the start again. Um, I would also, I don't think they're starting uh, Grice. The Islanders lines, guys. Anders Lee, Barzell, Jordan Everly, Bavillier, Brock Nelson, Derek Broussard, Josh Bailey, um, Casey Zizekas, and Cal Clutterbuck, and then... Komarov, Dalkol, and Koivula. I don't even auto Koivula. I don't even know who that guy is, actually. And then, of course, uh, Nick Letty is back in the lineup. He'll be with Boychuk, Taves with Scott Mayfield, and then Pellick and Ryan Pollock. And, yeah, they still have a couple injuries. Matt Martin is still out. Uh, Tom Kunakal. All these lines are courtesy of Wes Crosby from NHL.com. Shout out to you for writing a very, very good um, <clears throat> preview about this game. The Penguins are 7-3 and 1 at home this season. The Islanders... Um, they're going to try, to, of course, 13-0 and 1, uh, the 14-game point streak, trying to extend their point streak to 15 games. So we'll see if the Penguins can. Um, last time they ended their winning streak. This time, let's see if they can end their point streak. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the Penguins, obviously, because 
The Islanders are so stingy defensively. They don't give up a lot of chances. Uh, the last game, like I said, the Penguins, they had better the shot attempts. Uh, they were better the better possession team, though. Honestly, it's not really hard to outpossess the Islanders. It's just, you know, capitalizing on your chances and just making sure you get chances uh, to beat their goalies, who, um, who both have had um, pretty good seasons. The game tonight, it'll be on 18T Sportsnet if you are in Pittsburgh, MSG+. Plus. If you are in the New York, New Jersey area, it'll also be on ESPN Plus. Uh, for those who have that subscription, I do not have that, so I'm gonna have to stream it on Reddit NHL streams. And we'll see if the Penguins can carry over their defensive work um, from that Toronto game to this game. The Penguins they were going, they were hard defensively until the very end of that game against Toronto. Uh, they were really weren't sitting back and turtling, as we all like to call that, because I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, so we'll see tonight how the Penguins play defensively. Um, injury updates before we end this. Looks like Patrick Hornquist, he has been cleared for contact, but is not going to play tonight. They're going to hold him out another game. Looks like he's going to be back on Thursday when the train travels to Brooklyn. So he'll be coming back. Chris Letang is getting closer. He's skating. Um, he's going to start practicing, I would think, in probably a few days. So it looks like he's going to be coming back sooner rather than later. And then, of course, Sidney Crosby and Nick Bukestad are both out longer term with, um, of course, Crosby sports attorney and then Buke stands lower moderate injury, which might be a knee injury. So um, that's all for this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, this game tonight should be a lot of fun to watch. Second game of four against the Islanders this season. Of course, the Penguins, um, like I've said so many times, won the first one 4-3 to three in overtime. So we'll see if the Penguins can continue um, their good, way, uh, good fortune a little bit against the Islanders as they try to keep getting them back for that embarrassing four-game sweep. Um, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with an, a recap of this game plus um, a couple other things. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll talk to you guys then.